is the Healthy Free Life Show, where you're going to learn a new way to eat and live healthy for the glory of God. Hi, I'm Katrina. And I'm Chris, and we're on a mission to help you get healthy, ditch disease, lose weight, and find food freedom so you can fulfill your God-given purpose. So if you're ready to get healthy and free so that you can live that abundant life that you've been promised, then let's do the thing. So let's just be honest. The diet industry is so confusing. There are so many different various opinions out there. In fact, if you were to look on Amazon under diet books, you would find 40,000 books. It's a lot of books. That's a lot of books. I had a student of mine just recently message me and she said, I just need some help. I'm com- I am so confused by all the different opinions. She says, obviously you are well-educated in the field of nutrition. Can you help me understand why are there so many differences of opinions? And she was referencing materials that she had read that were very much pro-carb, anti, anti-animal protein and added fat. Right. And she's like, but Katrina, you don't teach that. And I'm just confused. Yeah. And so we are going to, in this episode, we're going to break down the fact that the diet industry is confusing and it can leave people paralyzed as to what should I even be doing? But I think that the other piece of it is we assume that we're going to be able to find the way, a way that is out there that is going to solve all of our problems. That there's one diet that's going to do that for us. And maybe it's intermittent fasting or maybe it's keto or maybe it's X, Y, Z listen, we've all done them like for decades and decades. Right. And if it, if there was one magic diet out there, we Mm -hmm. all would be healthy and free. Right. And there wouldn't be that many books and there wouldn't be that many books. There Mm -hmm. would be just one. one. Right. And so what we need to understand is that there is no one diet that fits all. You are unique and so is your metabolism. What we're going to talk about today in this podcast is we are going to outline the law of metabolic individuality. The premise is you are an individual, your metabolism is individualized, and we need to create a diet that is unique and individualized for you. You might be wondering, well, how do we do that? Well, I'm so glad you asked. So we're going to talk about the metabolic law of individuality here in this podcast, but we're going to be giving you the metabolic blueprint in our masterclass that is coming up on April 25th and 26th. There's multiple times to choose from. We'd love for you to join us for this metabolic blueprint masterclass. You can go to healthyfreelife.com forward slash blueprint, healthyfreelife.com forward slash blueprint to find out more details and to register for this free class where we're going to talk you through the four phases of metabolic healing. You're going to walk away with a complete education on your metabolism, as well as what it's going to take to actually heal and reboot your metabolism so that you can not only feel amazing, but shed those extra pounds that you are hoping to shed. But we got to talk about how do we do that? That's what this podcast is going to be, is what do we need to do with our diet to make sure that we create a a diet that is perfect and unique for us? So let's dive in. So there are many ways that we are unique. And so what are those? One, physiology. Two, psychology. Three, personal preferences in four practical circumstances. And if you notice, they all start with the letter P. So fancy, the four Ps. Mm -hmm. So let's dive in to that first P. 
So physiology. Example of this is, and we get this a lot from our students, one person would eat, say, a donut. And they can eat that donut, but yet after they eat the donut, they kind of move on. They can make good choices after the donut. They can eat healthy. They can exercise and they can just kind of move on with their life. It doesn't affect them really at all. However, other people could eat that same donut and that can send them into this sugar spiral for a month where all they want to do is eat cookies and cake and all the sugary treats. And it's like, why does that happen? Why does, why does one person have one reaction to the same donut than another person does. It's because we have different physiology actually happening in our bodies. It's crazy to think that even though that that donut is made up of the same macronutrients as um, the both donuts are the same, it's not like one is made out of different magical substances than others, but two people can have a totally different response. So why is that? Well, let's talk about hormones, hormonal effects first. Everybody has a different hormonal makeup in their body. They'll do studies. They will look at things like a continuous glucose monitor where that, what that is, if you don't know what that is, that's a little, a little device that you wear on your arm and it will actually register your glucose, your blood sugar levels on real time. Like it sends a, it sends a signal to your, your phone and you actually get real time feedback. It's pretty cool. And what they'll see when they do studies is that Again, somebody will eat a donut and they'll see maybe a minimal spike to moderate spike of their blood sugar versus another person will eat that same donut and they'll get a massive spike in their blood sugar. And what's that's going to do? That's going to actually cause a bigger even spike of insulin. And that's going to cause a chain of events that is going to be different for somebody that doesn't have as big of a glucose spike. And that's going to really wreak havoc on somebody's hunger on their energy and their cravings. And we talk a lot about that in our courses. Uh, we call it heck, where you're going to have a hard time managing your hunger, your cravings, and even your energy levels because of this fluctuation of your hormones that are happening underneath the surface. And you don't even know that's happening. So another way that physiology is different is in how we compensate or how our metabolism compensates, right? So we've talked about the law of metabolic compensation. It's episode number 49 titled, Why Your Body Fights Weight Loss, The Law of Metabolic Compensation. And so even how our metabolism compensates mm -hmm. when, when faced with stress is different. So let's talk about that. Yeah. Well, they'll do studies again where they will look at your basal metabolic rate where you're, that's basically testing how much, how many calories and how much energy you're burning at rest. Well, over time, when people go on extreme diets and do things where they put a lot of stress on their, on their metabolism, they'll see some people may compensate only about a hundred to 200 calories uh, in a day versus other people might compensate four or 500 in a day. So that shows that our metabolisms are so different because they're going to react differently based on the stresses that you're putting on them. So that's why you can't, you can't do exactly what your aunt did. Um, you can't say, oh, well, she functioned off of a 900 calorie diet, which we would not recommend. But, and you say, well, she can do it. Why shouldn't I be able to do it? and she saw results and why am I not seeing results? A lot of that has to do with how her metabolism responded to that amount of calories versus how your metabolism is going to respond to that amount of calories. And that ties back into even the hormonal effects 
because you may have a lot more hunger, a lot more energy issues and a lot more craving issues uh, with that amount of calorie input versus somebody else might actually be able to tolerate that. So that's how physiologically we are different from one another, right? And how our body is going to respond differently than somebody else. Mm -hmm. Now let's dive into number two, which is psychology. Mm -hmm. So this is in the mind, right? So we are very different. One mind to another, very different. We you and I are very different, very different. Yes. <laughs> in how we think and how we operate, and right? How we respond. And this is going to impact out how we choose to eat based upon our mind. As we've mentioned before, like the mind is going to make or break us. Right. So let's kind of dive into some of the differences that, that we've seen and that we know about when it comes to psychology as it relates to creating that unique diet. Yeah. I mean, you know, doing this for as long as we have and coaching as many people as we've coached this is the big piece because it's life is going to be stressful. Um, I mean, especially the past few years that we have had uh, just as a society, you add that on top of our normal day-to-day life stress. And this is where people will kind of go different directions based on their, their personality, their, even their upbringing, all the things. So when it comes to say like a stressful event, a life stressor, some people will feel like energized and alive from that, from that event. Other people will feel like completely overwhelmed and panicked under this. If it's, even if it's the same event, if they experience the same event, they're going to have two totally different polar opposite responses. Um, and what we see is that will then translate into what kind of food choices somebody may make because we see usually the two opposites. We'll either see somebody that when they are under that amount of stress or they have a a fairly traumatic life experience, they will not eat. They will get so stressed that they actually will undereat and start having problems because they're not eating enough. But many other people will go the opposite way and under stress will emotionally eat and that gets them in trouble. So another big one though, too, under psychology is just like the resolve and the resilience. And, you know, one of the things that I know for me personally in the perimenopausal phase, it's Mm -hmm. like, I've kind of lost my resilience, Mm -hmm. my ability to really have the capacity to handle things um, like I used to. And, and it's, you know, totally impacted things for me. And, that resilience, the ability to bounce back is huge, right? And the resolve to see things through. Some of us just can't see things through. We can't persevere. And so that is, um, that's definitely going to impact our, how we eat, how we do a diet. And we've got to consider something like, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then that all ties back to hormones. When females lose, we call your stress shields, which are estrogen and progesterone. When those start be either becoming low or fluctuating, that's when you're going to have a lot more difficulty managing the just the overall life stressors and things that you used to be able to, like you said, bounce back from and handle and focus. That's when, when you don't have those shields, that's when you're going to have a lot more difficulty doing that. And it's going to make it really hard to do a diet. Let's just right. be honest. Right. Yeah. You have a lot of things working against you during that uh, phase of life. (laughs) Yes, we do. Yeah. So the next P is huge. It's, I mean, obviously the, they're all big, big. but this one is personal preferences. Yeah. 
And this is like, I don't like X, Y, Z. I don't like greens. I don't like Brussels sprouts. I don't like salad. I don't like protein powder, right? And so we just have to recognize that we have these tendencies to like and dislike food in general, uh, lifestyle choices, all of the things. And we've got to take these things into consideration when we are pursuing a diet. And honestly, this is one of the reasons why I don't like creating menu plans for people. No. And I have in the past created tons of menu plans for people where I've taken recipes, put them into menu plans and say, this is breakfast, lunch, and dinner, right? A lot of people will love that, right? Because yeah. that's their personal, personal preference. preference. Just tell me what tell to do. I'm a rule follower. Mm-hmm. I will just do it to a T. Other people look at it and go, oh, it Ugh. has this in it, right? Salmon. I hate yeah. salmon. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I hate doing menu plans. This is why instead in the academy, for instance, we do, I do hundreds of recipes and then right. I teach our students how to go through our recipes and then create meal plans on their own based upon their personal preferences, right? It's huge. So let's, let's dive into that. Like how personal preferences, how are we different? Yeah. Even something like going into a new diet, you know, depending on your personal preference, some people might look at it and feel, wow, this is impossible. And, and they feel miserable trying a new diet versus other people are going to look at it and go, wow, this is going to be easy and uh, maybe even enjoyable. So it's, it's how you look at things in your personal preferences. It's really like you said, your likes and dislikes. If we told you that you had to eat salmon and sweet potatoes and broccoli every night or, you know, three nights a week, when you, when you look at it, that's a very like, quote unquote healthy absolutely. Meal. But some people would be like, that's great. Other people are like, there's absolutely no way that I'm going to do that. Like, where is, where's the cheese? You know, where's the chocolate? So we get it. And that's why, again, we don't, in our programs, we don't just can you a meal plan because it's just, that's, it's doomed for failure because you might be able to sustain something that you don't like for a short amount of time, but there's no way that you're going to do that long-term. And that's what what we what we work towards in our programs is building a lifestyle that will work for you. We right. give you the structure and then we give you the ability to be flexible with it, to work it within what you like and you don't like. Because right. again, that's why most really strict diets fail is because somebody says, oh, well, everybody's telling me I should do something like keto. So I'm going to do it, but I don't even like fatty things. Like I don't really like, you know, bacon and things like that. So you might be able to do it for a few weeks and you might even start seeing some results, but it's not sustainable. And then, and then you, even if you happen to see the results and stick it out long-term, then you're going to go back to eating the way you went before. Because it was a diet. Because it was a diet and you hit your quote unquote goal and then you had no way to maintain that. And then you're just going to go right back and gain the weight back. So we see that over and over and over again. We need to create something that's built around your personal preferences so that it's something that you can do long term. Right. We don't give you a fish. We teach you how to fish. Big difference. Yeah. Even things like what we teach in our program in Metabolic Reboot is you can either do things uh, intuitively where you you're, if you're the type of person that 
prefers not to count things or to measure things, then you can do things. Like you can operate within a framework. Yeah. So then you can just be more intuitive versus some people really like numbers and measuring everything. So we give you options to do that too. So if that works for your personal preference, then you have that ability to do that. So again, there's, it's not a one size fits all. And that's what, you know, and, and people get frustrated by that because they say, just tell me what I need to eat and I'm just going to do it. Well, Again, if it was that easy, then there wouldn't be 40,000 books. So, um, and even things like, you know, your underlying values. So if say, you know, that comes into play a lot when, you know, somebody decides to be, to go vegan when they, in their diet and, and sometimes there's the reasoning behind that is the animal cruelty and how the animals are treated, which is totally understandable that that be the reason why you went that route. So if you have the value of that, how can we tell you to then know you're going to have to eat meat? Right. Like right. that's just not going to work. So we need to give you a framework that says, okay, well, if you want to, if that's your value is to not eat animal products, then we need to be able to give you the ability to work still around that. work around that reach your goals, but stay within your framework. This one really, I think is, it might just be the biggest of them all because this is really where we have life, right? Mm -hmm. Practical circumstances really are the environment in which we find ourselves in. And so we're going to dive into the various environments that we find ourselves in and how that can impact our ability to do a diet, to succeed at healthy eating and all of the things that we have going against us that are going to want to pull us away from our pursuit of a healthy free life, even though we might desperately want to get healthy and free, we're going to have a lot of things that are coming up against us. And so we have to take those things into consideration because otherwise we're just going to hit our, hit our head against a wall as we're right. And so what are we going to do when that happens is we're just going to give up. Mm -hmm. And so we can't give up. We have to pursue health. We have to pursue this healthy free life, but we're going to have to do it within the confines of the environment in which you find yourself in, right? the practical circumstances you find yourself in. So let's dive into some of those. Yeah. One big one that we see a lot with our students is just your, your immediate living situation, like inside your house. So we see a lot of times where, and you know, most of our clients are female and they're trying to do a, our, our way of eating. Okay. Either, whether it's the Academy or metabolic reboot and Unfortunately, they have a spouse that might not be on board or kids or kids that are not on board. So, which is okay. You know, they have their, they're on their journey. If they are going to make healthy choices, they might just be on their timetable. But unfortunately that brings in a lot of tempting foods into the house. So when you are sitting there trying to have your salad or, you know, even after dinner and you're trying to not eat after dinner because you know that that's a problem for you, but yet your significant other is, you know, eating ice cream every night, that's going to be a huge temptation that you're going to have to overcome. And like you said, even when you have kids, like we have all kinds of things in our house that would not be things that we want to eat. And, but if those were tempting things for us, that could be a problem because they're in the house. Right. Right. We, I had to realize that there were 
definitely trigger foods for me personally that uh-huh. the kids would eat and they would be trigger foods for me. So it's just like, you know, for instance, Trader Joe's has these amazing cookies called Jojo's and they're like, quote unquote, healthy, not really right. Oreos. Right. And so you open up, up those box up. You open up the box and I'm like, I'll eat a, an entire like third of those cookies. And so same thing with popcorn and things like that. We've just had to say, sorry, we can't have the foods mm-hmm. in our house that that are trigger foods for us. Right. And um, and so we've, we've come to a, a happy medium with that, but that's not always the case. And so I do want to give you a resource if that is you, where you find yourself like, well, my spouse isn't on board or XYZ is the reason why inside my home. In episode number 20, we talk about the four ways to get healthy when your family or spouse doesn't want to. And I think Mm -hmm. that that's a really important episode to listen to if you find yourself in a living situation that is preventing you from really seeing success. Right. Yeah. Like you said, if you, if there is going to be quote unquote bad foods in the house, at least try to limit those to the ones that you're not triggered by. Right. Exactly. (laughs) So, um, so that's one, the living situation. Uh, there's many things that affect your practical circumstances. One is like just monetary resources. Right. Do I have the funds to buy the foods that I need to be healthy? Yeah. Cause unfortunately there are a lot of ways to eat processed unhealthy foods, for less cost. Right. But I think we also need to realize is that healthy eating does not have to right. be healthy. Well, I think that I think we've been fed a wrong bill of goods with that because well, the realisms are right. is that it's if you compare a like a bag of potato chips and you compare Lay's potato chips with an organic potato chip, then yes, the organic potato chip that's healthier is going to be more money. Right. In fact, potentially double the amount but we shouldn't be eating potato chips anyways. What about a potato? Right. Now that is cost effective. Get a bag of potatoes instead and cook those all week. That's going to nourish you, provide nutrients that your body needs, and it's going to fill you up. Healthy eating does not have to be expensive. That's an episode for another day. Yeah. Things like physical limitations. There are people that struggle with their mobility, standing, not being able to stand for extended periods of time to cook. That's that's a practical circumstance that you have to try to work around and overcome. One of the big ones is the bigger environment where you live in, like your neighborhood. A lot of people live in what they call food deserts where they really truly don't have access to many healthy foods because of just their geographic location. A lot of times you are, you're looking at shopping in things like convenience stores and gas stations for food. And you're, you're going to be much less likely to make a good choice if you're at a convenience store than if you are like a Whole Foods. Yeah. We've had a lot of students that have been in rural areas in the U S and you know, they'll just be like, Katrina, I can't find the, some of the healthy foods that you're you know, mm-hmm. suggesting and I want to, but I just can't find them. What do I do? And so we have to work through that, right? It doesn't mean that we, that we stop or we don't strive to get healthy. No. We just gotta, we just gotta realize that we have to then create a diet and a lifestyle within the confines that we find ourselves right. in. And we have to, and we can't use our environment as an excuse to eat processed unhealthy food all of the time. All the time. Yeah, well, to sum it up, a quote from one of our mentors when he said, you have to honor your own uniqueness or you'll have no chance of sustained success. That pretty much summarizes it. Yeah. So there are the four Ps. You have to honor 
your physiology. You need to honor your psychology. You need to honor your personal preferences and you need to honor your practical circumstances when you are seeking to create a way of eating and living that works for you. You are unique and so are your food and lifestyle needs. And that's exactly what we teach our students to do inside our Metabolic Reboot group coaching program, which opens doors on April 25th. And if you would love to know exactly when doors are open, if you want to get notified when we open those doors, I'd love for you to go to healthyfreelife.com forward slash reboot. Again, that's healthyfreelife.com forward slash reboot to sign up for our wait list. But also we are kicking off our Metabolic Reboot group group coaching program with a free masterclass. We are doing our metabolic blueprint masterclass on April 25th. It's a free class. Come check it out. Listen to what we say. We're going to give you the blueprint for what it's going to take to really begin to unravel our metabolic damage that so that we can actually create this unique diet, help you to become a metabolic detective, create flexibility that works within your personal preferences, your psychology, your physiology, and your practical circumstances, and create a diet that you feel like you can do not only today, but that you can actually do for the rest of your life. This is a lifestyle. It's not a diet. It's not a quick fix. And we're going to tell you all about it. If you'd like to register for our free class, you can go to healthyfreelife.com forward slash blueprint to register and learn more. We can't wait to see you in class. And now let us leave you with this from Psalms 119, 73 through 74. You made me, you created me, Now give me the sense to follow your commands. May all who fear you find in me a cause for joy, for I have put my hope in your word. Until next time, bye for now.